one of the things that I used uh, post, you know, no invasive disease or states of remission, um, and I really feel that it, it has stabilized those patients and allowed them to ha have positive long-term outcomes. Welcome to the Practicing with Dr. Nathan Goodyear podcast. This podcast is your resource for a scientific-based discussion of all things cancer and beyond from a natural, holistic, and integrative perspective. It's time to teach the body how to heal. So here we go. All right, Dr. Nathan Goodyear here of the Practicing with Dr. Nathan Goodyear podcast. I'm super excited about this episode because I think it's going to really allow you to get behind the curtains of what we do at Brio Medical and how we really work in an integrative mode as a group of providers coming from bi different backgrounds, from different perspectives, but how they come together to form a synergy, a combination of therapies to really promote healing. Different thought is always good when it comes together with a focus of healing patients. So today, I actually have one of my uh, great colleagues here, Dr. Miranda Labonte. Miranda, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's always about the synergy. And it's really interesting when, when patients come to us, they, they, they imply that they have to do one or the other. And what I mean there is there's the conventional approach or there's the non-conventional approach. And, and here in the Valley, we have the great access to a lot of wonderful naturopathic doctors. And so patients think they have to do one or the other. And I find that really interesting because you can do both. And that's exactly what we do at um, Brio Medical. Because, you know me, I like words. And the word synergy in both Latin and Greek, it means joint work, working together, cooperation, assistance, and working together for others. So that's what I really see as our relationship mm -hmm. is that synergy, different backgrounds, but synergy for the patient. But I think it would be first great to start off, just tell the listeners about, about yourself, your background, and, mm -hmm. and how that brought you, not just to cancer, but to Brio, and then how we'll, we'll get into a, a little bit, how we work together to help patients. Sure, absolutely. So um, I found naturopathic medicine through of completing my master's degree. I actually had the opportunity to study in Belize in Central America and study the traditional medicinal uh, ways of the shaman of the Kekchimaya. And so in, in understanding that process and learning that traditional and what really is traditional medicine, right? I think that should be differentiated from traditional conventional medicine, right? Um, so um, I, that experience really had changed my life and um, opened my eyes to all of the different opportunities that were out there for practicing medicine. Prior to uh, becoming a naturopathic physician, I actually wanted to be a medical doctor, <laughs> like a, a cardiovascular surgeon. I had these like big dreams of all of that. Um, but after that experience in Belize and speaking with the patients and just hearing their stories, uh, speaking to the shaman and understanding how they use these traditional uh, medicines and herbs to really cure epilepsy, diabetes, um, utilizing nature, what it provides, um, that and after that experience, I knew that there was another pathway to being able to help patients, right? And so through that, I discovered naturopathic medicine. I completed my naturopathic medical um, doctorate 
in um, uh, 2016 uh, through the National University of Health Sciences. And then following that program, I completed a additional training in integrative oncology through uh, a, um, a CNME accredited residency program. Yeah. And I think that's, well, first of all, I, I love how you touched on the traditional versus conventional. And because everybody says, well, traditional medicine, Whoa, whoa, wait a second. No, no. Traditional medicine is Ayurvedic medicine, is traditional Chinese medicine. That's tradition. Right. And, you know, you look at that in, in, in Mexico. There's tradition. Mm -hmm. And it, honestly, these cultures have taken therapies through the largest, you know, studies, observational studies in the world. These cultures, we often look back at them and go, ah, they don't know anything. Mm -hmm. But actually, they were greater thinkers than we are today. We have so much access to information today, yet we do so little with it. They had so little, but they did so much with it. And so through those centuries, they perpetuated and continued those therapies of which you got to see firsthand that really influenced you to become a naturopathic physician. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's incredible. But I think the key thing about your history that is really um, an asset for people here, and it's an asset for me, is your knowledge of cancer. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've had the pleasure of talking to a lot of great docs around the country and around the world, MDs and naturopaths and others, and you're one of the smartest doctors I've met, irregardless of what letters are after their name. Always, we always joke about those letters after our name, but it really comes about what backs those up. Mm -hmm. And so I wanna give you kudos to that because you really do bring to the table solid, evidence-based mm -hmm. discussion of things naturopathic for our patients. So, and I think that's what a lot of people don't recognize. So I'd love you, love you to touch on that just a little bit, how naturopathic is actually very evidence-based. It's very evidence-based. Um, in, in the training of naturopathic physicians, we're actually trained in natural therapies as well as conventional treatment, right? A lot of people don't really understand that. They think that natural medicine just has to be herbs and burning sage and, you know, a lot of, you know, kind of... Um, Smoking doobies. You know, sure. Yeah. It, yeah. That's not what naturopaths do. You're, you're no. not walking around in like sandals and stuff, you know, just... Right. But the... the <laughs> I'm just no. kidding. But the training is really... Um, uh, I mean, all of the accredited naturopathic colleges is to train us as primary care physicians, right? Um, from there, you can branch out and specialize, um, very similar to you know medical doctors or um, you know doctors of osteopathic medicine. But um, as far as um, oncology goes, uh, the training is truly evidence based, right? Uh, everything that we are applying uh, from uh, that those regimens and those protocols follow the science and, and lead with that evidence to provide the best therapies for patients. And, and here, for our listeners, here's why this is important. Because when we're looking at something as complex or cancer, or pick whatever disease we're talking about here, this didn't happen because of one thing. Uh, Paul Urich was the origin, they, they feel, of the kind of magic bullet theory, which was that you know syphilis can be treated with one one therapy and that basically then evolved into chemotherapy of course with world war one and world war two but so much of medicine over the last century has been dominated by this magic bullet theory but cancer is not caused by one thing nor can cancer be treated or healed by one thing so i wanted to touch on just a few statements before we start talking about how we can synergist how we synergistically work together 
to help patients as guided with the evidence. You know, combination therapy is really how the synergy in medicine first started. And, and this really was conceptualized back in 1965 with the use of combination of chemotherapy in the treatment of uh, leukemia. And looking at a, a journal article from Integrative Cancer Therapies Journal, and I always will mention journal articles, not to bore you, but to, to let you recognize, hey, that there's evidence here. We're not just pulling this out of you know where. Um, this quote, application of combination anti-cancer therapies is far more advantageous than single agent strategies as they act synergistically to reduce tumor growth. And then one more quote, combination therapy, a treatment modality that combines two or more therapeutic agents is a cornerstone of cancer therapy. The, uh, the amalgamation of anti-cancer drugs enhances efficacy compared to the monotherapies that single therapy approach because it targets key pathways in a characteristically synergi synergistic or additive manner. This approach potentially reduces drug resistance while simultaneously providing therapeutic anti-cancer benefits such as reducing tumor growth and metastatic potential, arresting active cells, that is cancer cells, and reducing cancer stem cell populations and inducing apoptosis. Now, what they're focusing on in these statements from the journals is actually treatments, but what I'm saying is it's the synergy and combination of providers right. that brings that to bear. So what I wanted to do now is you know, since we've settled the debate that, yes, naturopaths are very evidence-based, and in fact, you know, many other naturopaths out there that people may have heard of, Paul Anderson, Nasha Winters, mm -hmm. uh, who I know, they're, they're just some of the most independent thinkers I know. And that independent thinking really shatters a lot of kind of the inbreeding of thought that exists right now in medicine, and we need this change. But I wanted to touch a little bit on how we work together, how we integrate thought, how we integrate treatments for our patients at Brio Medical with cancer. So, you know, I'm thinking first vitamin C and mistletoe, right? These are both flagship therapies that people in conventional medicine or out there in the, the public think about. So how do, first of all, tell me about your background as it relates to mistletoe and mm -hmm. vitamin C. Sure. Yeah, well, I want to touch really quickly on um, the references that you were just uh, reading through. Mm -hmm. um, those definitions are really, um, the synopsis of them is, is integrative medicine, right, mm -hmm. and integrative yeah. oncology. So I think that really dovetails nicely there. Um, I was first introduced to mistletoe during my residency. Um, and we started applying the, at a Christmas party. Right? <laughs> at a Christmas okay. party. <laughs> no, we first started applying the mistletoe um, uh, in combination with the high dose vitamin C, right? And we're seeing incredible results with patients, right? Were you um, actually mixing them together at that we time? Were, mm -hmm, we were mixing them together, and then we were also applying the injection subcutaneously. Um, you know, mistletoe, I think, is poorly understood in the fact that everyone understands it to be this um, this plant around the holiday and the Christmas season, right? Uh, but what a lot of people don't understand is that there's over <clears throat> 12,000 different species of mistletoe, and four of those are very, very um, potent as far as uh, uh, being uh, immune stimulating for cancer, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And as far as uh, the evidence base behind mistletoe, right, there's over 3,000 publications of human level evidence uh, for its integration as a successful cancer therapy, right? And you know, <clears throat> mistletoe, and mistletoe goes way back. 
Uh, you know, it, it, it kind of was born out of anthroposophic medicine. In the 1900s. Yeah, so we're talking over 100 years, roughly. And I love the origin of how it came about, how he was just sitting there. I don't know if he was writing or reading, the story goes. And he was looking up and looking at the plant parasite, mm-hmm. that is yep. the mistletoe, in a tree and thought the context as it relates to cancer in the body, there was a correlation. Mm-hmm. At least that's the way it, I've read it and it's portrayed to me. And I find that the ability to take that relationship in nature mm-hmm. and then to extrapolate that, that then has become really a solid evidence-based therapy. That, mm-hmm. That's just fascinating to understand where things come from. And, you know, from a conventional standpoint, I, when I first heard about mistletoe, I was like, oh, that's about Christmas, right? <laughs> and it's just about sub-Q therapy or subcutaneous injections. But as we've worked together and as, we've, as I've learned more about mistletoe and really the science behind it, I really understand how it's not just a, you know, an adjunct. It's not just an add-on. Mm-hmm. It itself is a primary therapy. But so often in cancer, it's not one thing. It's the combination. Mm-hmm. And so tell because you published you published a paper, right, talking about mistletoe. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah. So the paper was more so about the um, intravenous application of mistletoe therapy and looking at the um, adverse effects and trying to um, optimize what that optimal dose would look like. Right. And what that the study found uh, and it was it was a peer-reviewed article, so it wasn't something that I, I was involved with in that research. But what that study found was that you could apply um, mistletoe um, at several hundred milligrams, you know, safely, um, and allow that to be synergistic with high-dose vitamin C, right? So in applying that. And you know, and I know we're touching a little bit on mistletoe, which I think it would be great for us to talk in depth in the future about that sure. because. You know, mistletoe has specific, some types of mistletoe have very specific anti-cancer properties, but very immunomodulatory properties. And I always get tickled uh, when people talk about the dangers of mistletoe, about it inducing a fever. And I'm like, that's exactly what we're trying to achieve. It's (laughs) It's an immunotherapy, right? So for me, the synergy of that, and I loved, because when I came to medical director at Brio, and this shows you how we work together, I had actually been at a conference and I was told by somebody I, I immensely respect, said, you cannot use vitamin C and mistletoe IV on the same day. Mm-hmm. And I got up there and I said, well, I just have a, I've got to beg a question here. If vitamin C actually is immunomodulatory, it stimulates natural killer cells, it stimulates T cells, uh, it suppresses T regulator cells, which are immunosuppressive, and mistletoe comes in and does very, has very similar properties, why are these not synergistic? They are. They are. They are. And and so, but I was only doing vitamin C and then mistletoe on the same day, but separately. Mm-hmm. And you were like, what did you say? I said, why aren't you putting in the IV bag? I know. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because I'm not thinking. <laughs> so, and so, and since then we have, and I believe we've seen much better results with our patients. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's so interesting when patients come in and, you know, they're immunosuppressed with advanced cancer, and yet we're seeing very little immunosuppression that is progressive in these patients. Mm-hmm. And I really think the the thought that you brought and the combination of these therapies together is really what's helping these patients um, while, while they're with us, and I even think beyond that. Yeah, um, I also uh, think very highly of mistletoe as a... Uh, very safe and effective long-term maintenance for patients. 
um, you know, prior to even coming to Brio, um, it really was a staple in my practice. I mean, it's uh, one of the things that I used uh, post, you know, no events of disease or states of remission. Um, and I really feel that it, it has stabilized those patients and allowed them to ha- have positive long-term outcomes. You know, so you come from the naturopathic perspective, <clears throat> and it was it's really interesting that, you know, it was actually an allopathic physician, mm-hmm. Samuel Henneman, mm-hmm. that actually came up with the concept of homeopathy, right. which is very integral in naturopathic training and practice. Right. And has no pl- has no role in conventional medicine. So I find it interesting that a conventional doc actually brought us a new practice of medicine. But I was it was this morning I was prepping for this podcast, <clears throat> and I was looking through Wikipedia. That's always a mistake. And and I f- and they were they were calling Samuel Hahnemann a pseudoscientist. Oh, funny. And I was like, well, no, wait a second. He was a prominent German physician. Yeah. Okay. Very conventional, traditional. And yet he brought forth a new framework of thinking, just like mistletoe. Mm-hmm. And and again, with time, time will always eliminate wrong thinking. Mm-hmm. And yet it persists. And in areas around the world, like in Germany, in Europe, mistletoe, homeopathy, right. these are mainstays in conventional, traditional oncological treatment. Right. And yet here in the U.S., ah, you know, I I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Well, I think it just all um, comes back to the training, right, of, you know, the different different areas of training for medical doctors and and naturopathic physicians, right? Yeah, I think, you know, and I think that's good because from a perspective, a naturopath, I would guess you're approaching your patient very differently. Mm -hmm. You're you're focusing more on the whole, right? The whole patient. Mm -hmm. And when you look at conventional medicine, it's born out of a very compartmentalized or what's called a reductionist mm-hmm. approach. And I think that's and, and that's really fascinating how your training continued to hold the perspective on the whole, whereas conventional medicine, it's it's all about the isolation of the individual parts, forgetting their connection to the whole. Mm-hmm. And so how did your training, or maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't think so, how did your training keep that perspective on the whole? Because medicine, conventional medicine just doesn't do that. Right. Well, it's, uh, you know, the holistic perspective comes from the some of the, the six principles of naturopathic medicine. And I'll touch on that in a second. But as far as naturopathic physicians, right, and providers, uh, you know, we're, we're trained to think not just naturally and conventionally, but uh, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is treat patients, whether that's acute chronic illness, whether that's through diagnosis, prevention, treatment, uh, by restoring and optimizing the body's innate ability to heal itself, right? And I think that really separates the uh, the conventional <laughs> mindset versus the naturopathic mindset, right? Um, the body has what we refer to as the V's, the you know V-I-S, right? That's the body's innate ability to heal itself. And then um, I think the biggest concept to really understand is that naturopathic physicians are always identifying the underlying causes, right? Yeah. That's a, a significant um, 
a pillar of, of the philosophy of naturopathic medicine, right? Yeah, we can talk for hours, hours and hours and hours about that, which, you <laughs> yeah. know, definitely we're going to be, you know, bringing you back a lot because you're very good at what you do. You're very well spoken and you're very knowledgeable. And I find that, um, you know, when we're together at the office, we there's stimulation of thought and ideas, mm-hmm. and then that forces us into the science. But I think you touched on something very important there. It's the recognition of the whole. And what happens in conventional medicine is we lose track of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we need to target this tumor. We need to target this cancer. Yet in the process, we destroy the whole. Right. And it's like, you know, Aristotle centuries ago said, you know, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And what conventional medicine is doing today, it's saying, no, the individual parts mm-hmm. are what we need to protect. And yet in that process, they lose complete connection and context of the whole. It's compartmentalized, right? Yeah. And we full well know that uh, even just the, as an example, right, the mind and the body are uh, absolutely interconnected, right? And that's where the concept of holism was born out of. It, mm-hmm. it was actually not a physician. It was actually a politician, but a politician, a, a educator, a philosopher that actually in the 19th century said, you know what, I'm going to reject this compartmentalization reductionism that exists in business and in the mm-hmm. world, and I'm going to focus on holism and say, I need to focus on the whole and not get caught up in the compartmentalism. And so this this word holism really comes from the Greek word, Greek word holo, meaning whole, W-H-O-L-E, mm-hmm. not H-O-L-E. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really interesting about that is the old English word for whole, mm-hmm. W-H-O-L-E, is actually healthy. Mm-hmm. And then the root word of healthy is heal. Yep. And the word physician in Hebrew is healer. Right. So the way I look at it and the way, you know, when we work in synergy and combination in thought and practice, it's our patients who benefit for healing and healthy purposes because we're f- focusing on their whole, right. the whole mechanisms of, of the biology, of the biochemistry, of the physiology, of the physical body, but also the mind and the spirit right. and as they relate to that whole and even relationships. So, you know, I'm really excited to work with you, Mm -hmm. Uh, have a great time. I know we're separated in office, but it's always fun uh, to work. And we're definitely going to have you on here more as we talk about how this synergy of practice, this synergy of medicine, these synergies of therapies really work together. They're evidence-based and they heal not just the individual issue, but they heal the whole. Yeah. I do think as we're talking about naturopathic medicine, right, and um, allowing listeners to kind of understand uh, a few more of the principles of, you know, the thought process behind naturopathic medicine. And then um, I'd love to just talk about how that can be synergistic, um, you know, w- between um, providers that can be like-minded but come from different training, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and that's a good point because I always tell people that, you know, don't, don't be too hard on your conventionally trained docs. Mm-hmm. They just don't know. Yeah. And what they don't know, they fear. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do, in part through this podcast, in part through the teachings and the writings, is to not just heal patients. Right. Primarily, that's what we love to do. We're, we're healthcare providers. We love to heal. Right. But we're teachers. Right. And so what we want to do is not just teach patients how to heal. Very important. Right. We want to teach doctors to mm-hmm. heal more patients. Right. 
And so that's what I see us doing on a day-to-day basis and through this podcast, which you'll definitely be a regular uh, partaker of. Yeah, and you touched on um, actually one of the main principles of naturopathic medicine. So there's six. Well, docere, right, which is doctor as teacher. But the first is first do no harm, right, which is that's a common ground, hopefully, within the conventional They don't do that. They don't take that anymore. They're actually encouraging doctors, uh, residents, uh, coming out of medical school to actually create their own yeah. oaths, yeah. create their own oaths wow. to what? Right. Themselves, basically. Yeah. But yeah, primum non nocere is the, you know, first do no harm. Second is stimulate the innate healing process of the body, right? Stimulate the vis. Uh, third is uh, docere, which is, you know, it means to to teach, right? To educate doctor as teacher. And so it's so important. And I know you hold the same value, right? And But these are just the principle. I mean, this is what you learn the, like the first week of naturopathic medical school, right? It's like doctor as teacher, empowering patients in that healing process, right? And allowing them to understand all the aspects of, of their health, uh, why things are happening the way they are, uh, maybe even understanding the physiology too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tole, um, tole causum, which is treat the cause, right? Mm-hmm. Not just the effects of everything that's happening. Um, tole totem, which is treat the whole person. That includes body, mind, spirit. And then the last principle is prevention, right? And which is the complete opposite of the focus of our current medical model, right? Um, it's really a, a sick care system, right? Versus uh, focusing and investing that time in prevention of acute and chronic illness, right? Well, I definitely on another podcast would like to dive in to, into those and mm-hmm. talk about how those same principles, because you know, I thought it was pretty interesting that I talk about healer and teacher, but ah, you guys already had that. Um, so, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh well. Okay, so but um, we can talk about how that connects between the way you know conventional can approach it and how naturopathic can approach it and bring it and put that patient in the focus. Mm-hmm. Because I think you know conventional docs would look at those principles and go, those don't apply to me. So I think we can help it apply to conventional docs, bring conventional docs and naturopathic docs together. Mm-hmm all for the benefit of that patient. And that's what we're here for. We're not here for any government regulatory body, you know, you name it. We're here for the patient. That's that's what we are advocates for. So it's been an honor having you. I love working with you. I think you're a great doc. And I know Brio Medical is uh, great to have you. So I look forward to talking to you in the future and future podcasts. So um, it was great today. So look forward to hearing from her soon. And we will dive into some more specifics of the science on specific topics. So uh, stay tuned. We'll talk soon. For more information, just like what we discussed today, I encourage you to follow us on YouTube as well as all of your favorite audio streaming platforms. And in there, we'll talk about all things related to healing, wellness, cancer, and much, much beyond, because it doesn't just apply to cancer. Our goal here is to turn to healing, restore health, and promote your wellness, whether that greatest obstacle to wellness being cancer or any other named disease. Our goal is your wellness. I'm Dr. Nathan Goodyear, and enjoy our future podcast at Practicing with Dr. Goodyear.